This is Zach. And Amy. With Be A Light. We hope that your Monday is off to a fantastic start. It's early. It's early. (laughs) (laughs) But God is good regardless of what time it is. And we're glad that we're here. Let us know how you're doing down in the comments below. And hit that like button. It helps out a ton. And share it with somebody this morning. So how has your week been? It's been a good week. I um, got to spend some time with family. I'm not wearing it right now. I had a splint on my ring finger. I was with my niece and nephews, and they told me to jump from a rope swing into a, it was like a creek, uh, Blackwater River, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Anyway, jumped off, no idea what I did, um, but my fingers healed in the name of Jesus. Um, I can bend it and everything. It's just, it looks kind of nasty, so... (laughs) Um, but other than that, uh, it's been a pretty good week. Um, and obviously I have purple hair. Um, it's not the hair that I wanted. It was the hair that I got. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to rock it anyway and <laughs> make it a thing. <laughs> but, um, no, I. Uh, it, it's been a good week. Um I think with my hand, like, and then, like, we went back to doing live streaming for church, um, just not having, not being able to do, like, worship this week um, for Sunday. I'm not really sure what tomorrow's going to be like either, but um, we will let you guys know. I know we were kind of talking about just trying to see, like, what God is doing during this time and within, you know, just the everyday things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody, um, I don't know if she's watching, um, Morgan Sipe. Uh, well, Morgan Sipe Thomas now, she got married the other day. Oh, okay. Um, congratulations. Um, but she made a post the other day that was like, just all this stuff going on in the world. Has it made you look at your life goals more or has it made you, um, what did she say? I I picked, has it like looking at my goals and priorities, but it was like, it was just kind of like questioning, like, has it, how has it like shifted your focus? And it's like, it's definitely made me think about what I prioritize and like what I give time to, but I feel like I've had issues with behavior change it's like i can know of an issue but until i actually like do something about an issue it's not really going to do anything yeah um and it's kind of like how much effort have i made in making the changes that i need to make yeah i don't know what your thoughts are about that but yeah it's definitely um welcome uh Welcome, Noel. Welcome, Judah. Hope you are doing well this morning. And guys, let us know if you need prayer uh, in the chat as well. Uh, and Laura, how are you doing this morning? Uh, for me, it it has definitely made me like reconsider the things that I have put effort into. Yeah. Um, like I know we've really focused on this more, putting this more in church. And just like shifting, but in a personal way, I've grown closer to God. Like my priority, like he was the center of everything, but 
I didn't every day make the effort to read. So that's been something that I've tried to do every day is just read the word to get in the word, even if it's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then trying to do what first Thessalonians five says, pray without ceasing, right. <laughs> you know? And I think that's probably harder than reading every day because it's like when I saw it on TikTok, it's like when, uh, yeah, TikTok everybody, when, you know, you start having negative thoughts instead of dwelling on those, just turning into, you know, praying. It's like, you know, Lord, I'm having, you know, this person might be annoying me, but give me your heart for them. Yeah. You know, and the person said patience. I was like, I'm not praying for that. I've got that. <laughs> I've got the Holy Spirit. Give me their, give me your heart for them, because patience doesn't mean I'm, I'm walking in that love. <laughs> um, the question that Morgan posed was, um, has the coronavirus made you think more about your health or your goals for your life? Why or why not? Even though I, like, at the beginning of all this, like, I was sick for a while, and, like, it did make, like, but it was something that, like, it just happened, and, like, you know, but, you know, definitely, like, priorities, because it's been difficult to um, be able to spend time with people, mm-hmm. being able to do that, and it's like, okay, the time that I'm given, what am I doing with the time that I'm given, which I feel like you were kind of. Yeah, touching on that. Yeah, and I, I think it's also been one of those where it's like it, it has been much harder to get up with people because people have been more concerned with their health, which there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. it's like when you want to go see someone, it's like, oh, I can't go see you. Yeah. So then you try to use technology, which technology, like, we were joking about it uh, Thursday when I was on the Nerd Cave uh, between Travis and Trey and I. It's like all of these services got really, really good like because they had to. <laughs> like all these communication services were like, oh, now we actually have to try. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, desperate times. <laughs> desperate yeah. measures, I guess. Um, I just saw this. um our friend Justin, um, he's been having issues with his hand, with his arm, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to pray for him really quick. Lord, I just thank you that in the name of Jesus, Justin is healed, yes, that he does not lose feeling in his arm. There is not numbness in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak to his nerves, the nerve endings, and in the name of Jesus, they fire the way that they're supposed to. God, I thank you that every part of his arm, every muscle, every tendon, every ligament, every bone is in place where it needs to be, and it operates the way that it should. God, we thank you that every part of his hand and his arm are healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the good report that we are going to hear. There's no more loss of feeling in his hand or his arm. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Guys, let us know down in the comments if you've got any prayer requests. Mm -hmm. Also, like and share the stream. It helps out a ton uh, as we get into all of this. 
And before we get into like the word or anything, um, I know you just prayed for Justin, but I, I just kind of want to pray over all of this this morning. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we get to gather together, Lord, that this is the appointed time that you've given us for just us to show love to the world, Lord, for us to gain more of your wisdom, Lord, and your insight on how we are supposed to walk our daily lives. God, in this time of the world trying to figure out how to handle all of these situations, Lord, we turn to you. We turn to you for our guidance, Lord. We turn to your word for understanding. Lord, I just pray for our leaders on every level of government and every level of our churches, Lord, to have wisdom, Lord, to have guidance from you, Lord, that there are no rash decisions, Lord. And God, I just thank you that we are able to do all things through you, Lord, and that we have life and life more abundantly, Lord. So God, I just give you praise that we are able to do mighty things through you, Lord. And God, I just pray protection over people, Lord, from this virus, from all of these things trying to attack us, Lord. And I just give you praise that the body is strong and that the body is not afraid, Lord, to say your name, to speak the truth into the situation, Lord. God, I just give you praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Mm -hmm. Guys, hope y'all are doing well this morning. I know someone just liked it. I can't see who. I missed who it was. I think it was a Laura. Laura? Okay, Katie liked it, and Judah liked it. And Laura, thank you for following Be a Light. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. You asked how my week was. Mm -hmm. How was your week? It was good. Um, I got a standing sit-stand desk with, like, the whole motor thing, and that's... It was very exciting. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> we're <not> staring <laughs> at it right now. You can't. We're this is just a regular table. It's in front of us. Um, it's bigger than you anticipated. I, it is much bigger. God <laughs> definitely gives more than what we expect. <laughs> I was expecting uh, like maybe forty inch long, you know, desk. Yeah, and it's like sixty. It's like five feet long. <laughs> Explain like what a standing desk is, because not everybody okay, may so, know what it is. The reason for it is I sit all the time to edit and work for our business and everything. So the sit-stand desk where is motorized. You can have ones that have crank and all that. But it has hydraulic motors in it, so you set it for how you sit. And then you have one for if you're standing up and working. So it's allowed me the... Well, today will be the first day that I actually get to try it out. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Um, it's I'm hoping for a lot more productivity because I'll get sleepy just sitting in my chair. <laughs> so hopefully standing when I start getting yeah. sleepy and all of that blood flow and all that good stuff. Uh, but we went out Friday night because uh, we went to go get the desk and everything. I think that was like one of my highlights of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting to go out and enjoy somewhere totally different. Yeah. And everything. Went and walked the beach. Zach doesn't like the <laughs> beach. I really like the beach. But we the we were in like Fairhope, Alabama, if you know where that is. Um that's 
near where we had to pick up the desk. So we went and ate and um, then went, uh, and they're just really pretty like scenery and everything. And we went off on this pier, but there were these people at the end. So I didn't want to like walk yeah. down there. So we ended up walking on the sand and you were slightly complaining the whole time. But he he still did it. So that was your like beach quota for like the next two years. <laughs> but I enjoyed that a lot. And then um, fr- uh, Thursday, just a plug. Like if you're into like video games and all of that, uh, the Nerd Cave. Uh, I got to hang out with two awesome people, two brothers in Christ, uh, Travis and Trey, which was a ton of fun. Uh, and it, it was it was a lot a lot of fun. So that those were like my two big highlights. Well, three because I got the standing desk. So those are my big highlights for the week. Um, used to live in Mobile, just moved to Oklahoma. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, <laughs> a big jump. Um, but we just pray that there's favor and blessings in Oklahoma yeah. and people to connect with that will lift you up, Laura. Yep. You and Josh out there. So something that God has been like really like every time I read, it just keeps coming back to it. And we kind of talked about it last night, yeah. like in preparation for the show. And it's speaking the truth when no one wants to hear it. And even when people don't accept it, because <laughs> I was even reading this morning, and it happened several times um, where Jesus speaks the truth that he is the son of man, and everybody wants to stone him. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the mentality a lot of people have right now, keyboard warriors and everything. Gosh. <laughs> so I like I don't want to get on that subject, but what what I want to talk about is we have been given such a great gift yeah. that we know Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We know how everything ends. So we have to be conscious of all of those things. And I was reading Isaiah 53, and it's like, Isaiah is like, given all of this, it's like all of these things. And then a lot of the Jews didn't believe when Jesus was standing right in front of him. And it's like, you study and you search the scriptures, yet you're blind to what's going on right now. Yeah. And that just stuck out to me. It's like we as Christians, we cannot turn a blind eye to what's going on now. Not just the virus, not just the racial issues going on right now, but everything in the world, we've got to be getting wisdom from God. Yeah. And we've got to look into the scriptures on how to deal with things. Yeah. Because I I can easily knee-jerk reaction to anything that I see on Facebook. Yeah. But we have to do it in a proper way. Mm -hmm. So I want to start over this morning in John 9. I'm going to kind of skim over some of this just because... You can read some of it for yourself, but I want to get to what I thought was very interesting because... What verse are you starting? We're going to start this morning. uh, We're going to start in verse 8. So Jesus has already healed the blind man at this point. He's already went and washed and everything. So this is John 9, 
starting in verse 8. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's not him. No, it is. You know, it's like when you get saved, when you change all behavior that you used to have and people are like, is that the same person? No, they can't be them. They can't, they couldn't have had that big of a change. Well, a lot of people, I'm just, a lot of people don't want you to be something different. They want you to be what you were. Yeah. Because if you change, it would probably call them to change. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people do that. Verse 10, they asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put the mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man, Jesus, is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how can an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Now, I'll continue on here in a minute, but like, how many times do we get so stuck in the the small details, the, yeah. oh, he worked on the Sabbath. It's like, dude, he made a little bit of mud. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, he performed a miracle. Why are you, like, so up in arms about this? Do you think there was, like, a jealousy factor as well, where it's like, like, I know, um, like, on the, that the show The Chosen, mm-hmm. um, like it kind of started out with one of the Pharisees trying to like, um, essentially like, yeah, cast out a demon from this woman and he wasn't able to do it. But Jesus is like, you know, running around doing all this stuff. And it's like, there had to be like a jealousy factor. And so it's like, I could see where it's like, he like, like literally all they could come up with is, well, you're working on the Sabbath, and it's like, I'm doing the stuff that you wish you could do. <laughs> yeah. You know? like yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but it, it definitely... Like, I hadn't really either. I mean, not, not in such a direct way, mm-hmm. I guess, but I feel like that was definitely, like, a thing. Well, it makes sense because, like, when you're seeing someone do what you want to do, mm-hmm. the devil tries to play up that jealousy, tries yeah. to... Oh, well, they're getting to do it, but you deserve it so much more because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he tries to do it to all of us. He tries to do, he tried to do it to me this morning. And it was just like, you just have to keep pressing in. Yeah. Just being faithful to God. But they, you know, and then they were like, well, how can an ordinary sinner do such miracles? So many miraculous signs. There you go. And it's like, well, this, this doesn't make any sense if, He's a sinner. It's like, what 
they're not sure what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So what they've been told, they're starting to question. Right. So verse 17. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, what's your opinion about this man who healed you? It's like, we can't decide, so you tell us. <laughs> the man replied, I think he must be a prophet. Then the Jewish leader still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents then asked them, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? It's like, you won't believe it. I, I think it was, um, I can't remember who was said. It was like, it might've been Lin-Manuel Miranda last night we were talking about. It. It's like picks or it doesn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's like, we don't believe your account. So you have to have somebody else to verify it, to be your second. His parents replied, we know this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who had healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. And it talks about like people were, they were afraid to talk about Jesus because the Pharisees said, if you talk about him, say that he's Messiah, you're not coming back into the synagogue. Mm -hmm. You can't come back in here. So they were being motivated by fear. Yeah. How many times have we been silent because we've been motivated by fear? Mm -hmm. I know I've done a bunch. Yeah. You know, it's like it's easier to be quiet and not rock the boat than speak truth into the situation. Because a lot of times when you speak truth, like even if the person will see your view at the end of it, it takes time to convince them. Yeah. It takes time to convince them. And it's going to be a little awkward and a little uneasy. Oh, yeah. But it's worth it once you get to the end. Yeah. But sometimes they're not going to change their views. They're so hard-hearted. Yeah. They don't have ears to hear. Well, and like, I mean, like I know right now it's like with like, especially like racial issues, it's like, you know, I know people are like questioning. It's like, you know, it's not about necessarily like it's about seeing something and not saying something mm -hmm. um, or just and like it, it goes past like racial issue stuff because I know right now like there's a lot of persecution against the church right now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in California. There was literally a church in like South Florida. It was a Catholic church that was like, um, it was vandalized and might have been set on fire. I don't know if that's Jeez. true, but um, I'll to verify that. But um, and th there's no media coverage about no. it whatsoever. And there were people inside. You gotta be kidding. Me. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like. Um, like why we really have to question like what we're talking about and why aren't we speaking up about certain things and it's just like you were saying we don't want to rock the boat we want to just we want things to be the same but it's just like it's like if I am holding a bomb and I stay quiet and I don't move maybe it won't explode 
but the the timers yeah the timer is ticking it's just like that's not gonna do anything it just means you're gonna wait until it is about to explode and then you're gonna throw it to somebody else yeah like we can't live life that way no and i i i keep saying i keep seeing this pop up every now and then and I, I think it was more and more earlier but it was you know everybody's like oh I can't wait for normal, you know, no, it goes back to normal. Like normal was broken before <laughs> like all of this happened. Like for all of these issues to crop up and everything, they they were already in motion. Yeah. Not just the racial, but the church being silenced, people being censored, all of these things. Like all of that has been in motion for a long time and the church hasn't done anything. We'll just sit in our, our pews, and we'll be fine. We'll just reach the ones that are here. Well, we don't even get to sit in the pews right now, no. a lot of us. Yeah. And it's like we're just sitting at home hoping that this this ends. Yeah. And we're thinking about ourselves. And yeah. it's like I know we got to look out for our family and everything, but, like, I really feel like there's been a period, and I've – before I forget, um, there's actually been multiple churches in Florida. If you don't follow um, Hold the Line on Facebook or Instagram, you need to go do that. Um, I'm a big fan of Sean Foyt. Mm. He's really, really awesome, but he's kind of the head of that. Um, but he said, why is the media refusing to acknowledge and condemn the many Catholic churches being vandalized or burned lately? People were worshiping inside in Florida yesterday when it was lit on fire. And there's no coverage about that. Yeah, and I, I know anything about it. I, but it's like apparently it's been happening to multiple churches. So I don't I don't know. But um and I know there's been stuff that's happened locally as well. Like there was a church that was vandalized and I think it was burned down as well. Um, but like there's just, there's a lot going on that people aren't talking about. But thankfully, I think with social media and everything, it's like in using it the right way, we can bring a voice to things that mm -hmm. the major news outlets or whatever may not be bringing a voice to. And I think that's also like with George Floyd and everything, it was like, it's cause someone like posted it or whatever. Yeah. And like, um, but just through the traction of people talking about it, yeah. Oh, the news suddenly cares. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, they're like, Oh, it, well, whatever. this could get us ratings. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's just stop real quick and let's just pray about yeah that. Lord, we just thank you right now that there is protection over the churches, Lord. And God, I just bind up the spirit of anger and hate towards the church that would cause vandalism, Lord, that would cause burning down of sanctuaries and places of worship, Lord. God, I just thank you that the church is rising up, Lord. The church is not going to be complicit in this any longer that we're not going to be silent that we're going to stand up on the rock lord that you are our firm foundation and we do not back down that we are here and we are here to show people love lord 
We're not here to condemn the world, but we are here to love it, God. And I just thank you that there is protection over our places of worship, that we are not afraid to go to our places of worship, Lord, for retaliation or attacks against it, Lord. So, God, I just thank you that people are have the right mind, Lord, the mind thank of Christ. You, we just bind up the spirit trying to come against the body. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And, like, that kind of persecution tells me that, like, I know that there are people within the church who are doing something, and mm. the devil's trying to come against that. It's yeah. like the the hope and peace and worship. It's like, oh, well, I couldn't stop you, like, from worshiping. So I'm going to try to come against that. And, yeah. you know, it's like. When that kind of persecution comes, it's. I feel like it's not necessarily because we're doing something wrong. It's because no. we're doing something that's right. And the devil's trying to stop it. But we want people to be safe. Yeah, we want. um like we don't want there to be loss of life. We don't want people to be harmed. No. Um but at this like at the same time it's like keep keep doing what you're doing if you're being able to reach people and the devil's trying to come against it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, don't don't sit idly by everybody. Uh this is the time to talk to family members. This is the time to talk to friends, neighbors, this is the time to put the word out there. You know, I'm not saying, you know, go out and, you know, yell at people or anything. This is the time to stand up because if we don't stand up now, we're going to have to be silent later. Hmm. There's not going to be a choice in it. We will have to be silent. We'll have to be hidden away into, you know, doing it a different way. Yeah. I don't like the Chinese church and everything are doing amazing things, but they yeah. have to do it in secrecy. I don't want us to have to get to that point for there to be a revival. Yeah. I don't want to have to get to that point where there is something awakening. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. And talking about Sean Foyt, like the LA Times literally wrote about revival this week. Literally, the L.A. Times, like one of the... <laughs> Just go follow his stuff. Like, it's really, really yeah. awesome. Uh, Piccola, Azean, Satan attacks us with every, with every way possible at any opportunity. The most powerful weapons to fight the devil are the Bible and prayer. 100% yep. agree. Yep. 100% agree. So we just have to stand on that word. Yeah. On that word. I, I want to jump back into this and yeah. kind of wrap up my ideas. And so... They're talking about, you know, how can someone be a sinner and do all of these? And they they asked the man, he's like, I don't know whether he is a sinner. The man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. Mm-hmm. But what did he do? They asked, how did he heal you? And I love, I love this. This verse uh, 27 of John nine. Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once didn't you listen to why don't you want to hear it why do you want to hear it again do you want to become his disciples too 
<laughs> then they cursed him and said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why? That's very strange. The man replied, he healed my eyes and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. Mm. And then this is where they totally turn on him. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. And this guy, he had a firsthand experience yeah. with Jesus. First-hand experience of just Jesus pouring that love out to him, healing him. And this guy, he is trying to show them what he has been able to see. Mm -hmm. And it goes on the rest of the chapter. It, I might read that here in a little bit, but spiritual blindness. <laughs> and he saw what they had been searching for their whole entire lives. Yeah. And the people that came before them that were in the Pharisees. And they might have been following Moses. They might have been following what is right and, you know, right. You know, we need to be standing up for X, Y, and Z, but it's how you stand. It's how you work towards those resolutions. Yeah. That's what matters. Are you so blind that you are ready to sacrifice everything else to get one thing? Yeah. You know, are you willing to sacrifice, you know, it, it talks about, you know, what would a man do in exchange for a soul? Right. You know, if he gained the whole world and loses his soul. What's the point? Yeah. And I, I feel like when they threw him out, that's how a lot of people are. It's like, oh, you don't agree with me. You don't agree with my opinion. Wow, so yeah. you're done. It's nothing new. No, it's nothing new. Yeah. It's literally, and these are religious leaders. How more vicious is the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that got me was that they were like, we are disciples of Moses. Mm -hmm. Not there's, disciples of God. There's been a, yeah, well, yes, but there's been a lot of other prophets after Moses, mm -hmm. especially ones that prophesied Jesus. Yeah. But they want to stick with, I mean, Moses was a great man. I'm not saying that he isn't, but they're sticking with Moses because he had all the rules and regulations yeah. and I can follow that. Yeah. But it's like, what about the like hundreds and hundreds of years with other prophets? Like yeah. I'm thinking of like Isaiah and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's like, I mean, wow. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't even know what to like say to that. It's just like well, you you really like you can pick and choose what truth you want to accept. Yeah. As your truth. Yeah. Even from the Bible. Yeah, and that's that's what's going on right now. It's like there's so much out right now. You can go look up anything that you want and you can find several different points of view. But what's the truth? Yeah. 
do you do you have spiritual blinders on? Mm-hmm. Do you, are you only seeing what you feel comfortable with? I think comfort is a huge thing right now because it's like there's just so much chaos and craziness, and I just need to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we aren't called to be comfortable. No, like there we are called to like have rest. Yes. But the only comfort we're ever going to find is knowing that God is handling the situation. Mm-hmm. And I know like we're challenging ourselves with that as well, because it's like. It's really easy to just. Veg on television, it's really mm-hmm. easy to just. Order the snacks or take out. I don't we don't really do that, but um, like it. There's so much I can do to like, even like trying to like make time to be with friends and family that I haven't been able to be with. It's like, I need, it's like whatever I need in place of just resting in the fact that God's going to take care of this. Yeah. And, you know, it's financially with your family, with, um, friends with you know within your like it could be family extended family within your house um i mean it's there's a lot of different issues Mm. that we're having to deal with and it's not that it's anything new i think it just it's so easy to feel like there's just issues all around me right now but that's maybe it's the first time we're actually seeing things for what they really are yeah. And we don't want to be confronted with that. Mm-hmm. And like this is the time for us to to wake up and to really listen to what God is trying to say. And he didn't bring all these issues on, but he's trying to use them for something good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's no new sin in the world. There's no there's nothing new. It's all been here. You know, yeah. it's it's all the same stuff. Like, the issues, like, going back to Hamilton, like, the issues that our country's had was at the very beginning. Right. And we're dealing with it now. Yeah. And it's going to take wisdom, godly wisdom, to fix the things that are going on. Yeah. It's not going to be shouting at each other. It's not going to be, you know do an X, Y, and Z. If it doesn't have God, it's going to fail. Yeah. Because nothing, everything is impossible through man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing is impossible through Christ Jesus that strengthens us. Yeah. And we have to be aware of that. We have to open our eyes. Yeah. I, I'm going to go to the spiritual blindness now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is John chapter 9, verse 35. When Jesus had heard what had happened, he found the man and asked Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind and show those who think they see they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing near heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. 
Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Wow. And I, I feel that so much. It's We can claim to be all of these things. We can claim to be Christians. We can claim to know ex, you know, all of this stuff. But if we're not walking the walk, if we're not actually seeing Jesus and choosing those options instead of going with this, yeah, then we're not doing it right. Yeah. Like we can't live by how we feel. Like you were just saying, like the flesh, like we, um, we were talking about this in church yesterday. It was like, what is flesh is flesh and what is spirit is mm-hmm. spirit. And it's like, the desires to satisfy like our feelings mm-hmm. um they can be strong but what's more important is how we are dealing with things on a spiritual level yeah and it's not that it's not like oh well i can't validate you know how I feel it's but it's like your feelings will lie to you a lot of the time and it's like you really just have to like check yourself yeah um can I read something really quick um because like it's easy for us to like it's like well that that's the Pharisees and it's like I do love God I do love Jesus but even the people that were close to him I uh, didn't hear, didn't see. Are you talking about Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Um, I read this this past week, and I've read this before, but it just really, it, it came to life a little bit more for me this past week. This is Matthew 15, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, it's Jesus essentially talking about um, purity and um it start like it starts like in verse one and um goes to like twenty. But um the t- like Pharisees are like, why don't your disciples like do the hand washing ceremony before mm-hmm. eating eating and, and everything? And Jesus says, you know, you're not defiled by um this is verse 11 it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you you're defiled by the words that come out of your mouth Mm. and um after his interaction with the pharisees this verse 12 then the disciples came to him and asked do you realize you offended the pharisees by what you just said and it was like like you were talking about like fear and not wanting to rock the boat and everything Mm. and they're just like it's like, yeah, like, it's okay that you're, like, doing this, but, like, you don't want to upset those guys because, like, they're, like, important. And, like, we don't yeah. want to, we don't want to, like, upset anybody, but you really just did. And, um, I mean, this is chapter 15. Like, he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. And I don't know why they care all of a sudden. Yeah. Just saying. Um, and then verse 13, Jesus replied, not every plant planted by my heavenly father, sorry, Every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind, which ties <laughs> with what you're just saying. If one blind person guides another, 
they will both fall into a ditch. This is what got me. Peter then said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people are, aren't defiled by what they eat. And I feel like, as like, as nice as he could, Jesus just lost it. And he's like, don't you understand yet? He's like, that wasn't a parable. It was a just straight up statement. It was not a parable. It like, and, but Peter still was not listening. Yeah. And he was like, explain this parable to us. I don't understand what you just said. And it's like the garbage words that come out of your mouth that are in your heart. And it's just like, why don't we get that? Yeah. And I mean, Jesus is like, why don't you understand yet? Anything that passes through the stomach then goes into the sewer. It's like, why am I having to explain eating and defecating to you? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, and sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. He's like, big whoop. I didn't wash my hands. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, I mean, I know right now, like, that's, you yeah. know, but. I feel like my brother and Skylar are going to get that. And like use that all the time. <laughs> uh, they always come in from like working on trucks or whatever and their hands are dirty. But I mean, Jesus is just like, this is just like, I know right now washing your hands is a big thing, yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's just talking about like, you're making a big deal out of like this physical ceremonial thing that doesn't actually change your heart. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. And, but it just like, like it was early in the morning. I think Zach was still asleep and I'm reading this and I'm trying not to laugh out loud because <laughs> Jesus is just like, like I just imagine like in that situation and just being like hearing Peter say that and just being like, what? He's still, <laughs> he still don't get it. And like, but I love that it just, it came to life, but it's just like, it's not just the people who were trying to put Jesus at a distance. It's the people that were close to him mm -hmm. and the people who the disciples wanted to, they wanted to figure it out, but it, they also had a lot of obstacles that they were trying to get yeah. past. And, you know, we as disciples of Jesus as well, like, that's just, it's just something like we are, we have salvation, mm -hmm. but we're also working out our salvation with God, reasoning things out with God. And I think right now, like, it's really easy to feel like, God, I, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with this. And God's like, I already gave you, like, all the tools and everything. Yeah. But, you know, this is a time about... It's about trust. It's about remembering what he has told you, but it's also about getting into the word and getting a word for what you're going through right now. Yeah. And, you know, we're challenging ourselves with that as well. And 
I know we're kind of like going at things and like questioning things, but it's meant to for us to direct ourselves to the right place yeah. and to get encouragement from the right place. Um, I feel like there is, I really feel like there's been a spiritual shift from like, okay, like Corona happened and then the racial injustice happened and there was a lot of like comfort verses going around. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like, there was tons of like Psalms 91, which is great. And of course we pray protection over people, but there's also a point when, okay, the morning is over yeah, and now it's time to get up and fight again. And I really feel like we're at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I I don't think I'm the only one that would feel that way, but it's just like I just feel this like shift for people. It's like, okay, the shock of everything is passing and now we're having to like pick up and figure out how to move on and how to get things moving forward in life. And the only way we're going to be able to do that right is with God. Like everything else is going to fall short and I know like um, we have friends that are still like in the school system and they're trying to figure out what are we going to do next year? And like a lot of stuff is not going back to the normal that we had. And I'm thankful for like the people that we are friends with. I feel like they have a healthy perspective and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, there's a lot of things that we were wanting to change. And now this is actually making us have to change some stuff. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking to our friend Michael about that and I felt like, you know, it was like the weight of having to like figure things out, but it was also like, I'm going to try to look at this in a positive way and, you know, just, just work through this and try to be there for my kids and just, um, you know, let this be a time to figure out what actually is important for us to do when it comes to the regular things that we're trying to do and what isn't. And, you know, and it's not just about, okay, I need to get into my Bible and I need to be like the spiritual stuff is supposed to be that it's meant to be applied to our like everyday life, the, Mm. you know, the physical life that we're living. And, it's like it's having godly wisdom and how to solve things. I know for a long time there were a lot of people prophesying that there would be godly wisdom that would come out of the church that would be able to solve problems that nobody else has been able to solve. And like now is the time for that. Yep. And it might not happen in big ways. Like you're, I'm not expecting some senator to come knock on our door and be like, Amy and Zach. <laughs> You are just so spiritual. (laughs) Like, help us figure out these things. Like, no, I'm definitely not. Because, yeah, (laughs) like, that's just not going to happen. And I'm like, how did you get our address? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, From TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I mean, but there are people who are, you know, much more wise than we are who mm-hmm. I know are connected to those things, but it's like, okay, well, what about us? Just kind of the average American, whatever 
you know, what do we do? And like now is the time for us to help shape culture. I was yeah. thinking about this the other day. It's like who really gets a say in how things are done just within a community? It's the people that affect culture. Mm-hmm. And that's how we treat people. It's, you know, as a culture, like, what do we value? What do we go to? And now is the time for us to help in shaping that. Yeah. And what that looks like exactly, I don't know. But I know that God's going to continue to show us how to do that. And... I think it's something for it. It should be our prayer that it's like, God, help me shape the culture around me. And I'm talking about just your realm of influence. Mm-hmm. And how do I direct people in the right way in encouraging them to, to trust God through any situation. And then when they do, and then he gets the glory out of it. And it's like, that becomes a pattern of behavior and that's that that's how we shape culture and so it's there's a proverb that has stuck with me for a long time i don't remember where it is but it's like for those that need refreshing you know within themselves it's like go and refresh somebody else Mm -hmm. because it's like if you really, if we know who God is and we go to him for our refreshing, there's this overflowing, but there's a lot of times when it's like, I feel like it's like, God, I need encouragement. And he's like, go and be encouragement to somebody else. It's like, but I need it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's like, if you actually believe that you are full of this, you're full of me, then you're going to have enough to encourage somebody else. And it's almost like when you start encouraging somebody else, you start to remember that things are going to be okay because you're having to tell somebody else, which I think to our natural mind, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like if you just use your faith and put it into practice, it does work. Um. It was kind of a weird thing for me at first, and it still is a lot of the time. But when I just exercise my faith and do that, um, it really does work. Well, it's through the natural, we have a lack mentality that if there's not enough to go around. Mm. And if I'm pouring into somebody else, then I'm not going to have enough for myself. Right. It's like the lady with oil when she was commanded. I think it was Ezekiel. No, not Ezekiel. It was Elijah. Elijah. Elisha. Yeah, it was one of them. One of the, the. Yeah. Anyway, he told her, you know, go do this, and she's like, but I only have this much. Yeah. She was thinking from that mentality of, I don't have enough. It's what she can see. Yeah, but God is the God of more than enough. Yeah. And He's infinite. So yeah. if you're pouring yourself out, guess what? He's just gonna, poof, <laughs> he's just gonna dump even more in you because mm-hmm. when you're overflowing and pouring into more people, you get new wine. Yeah, you get more. You get yeah. the the freshest. Yeah, the freshest of the fresh. 
And that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But if we're so stingy, we're just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God gave me this word, so I gotta, I gotta keep it close. You know, sometimes it's like there is words for just you to grow on, to learn from, and then there's other things where God's like, okay, encourage them, tell them I love them, mm-hmm. and it might be somebody you don't even know in the grocery store. <laughs> you know, I remember that time we were in Walmart not telling somebody to tell them that God loved them. You know, and I remember the first time I ever did that, it was like I was like, oh, I have to tell this cashier and pray for them. <laughs> like it was like so awkward. I was like, hey, can I pray for me? One was like, sure. <laughs> you know, but it's us being faithful. Because yeah. it was like, after that, it wasn't like me doing it to get something out of it. But after that, it was like, oh, wow, that that was cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt more peppy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, even, I've had people where um, they've turned it down. Um, That guy in the Kmart parking lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But, uh, you know, this is where... um. This is where we really get to show who we are and we really get to realize who we are. It's like in moments of crisis, that's where people really show who they are. Um, like when you're dating somebody. Um, hi, Pat. Um, when you're like dating somebody, it's like it it's, you know, all like feel good in the beginning because mm-hmm. you're just like. You're just going on dates and you're just spending time together and like nothing <clears throat> consequential is necessarily There's happening. There's no struggle yet. There's no struggle. But it's like you really have to like spend time with somebody and experience things with them mm-hmm. to really realize what kind of person they are. And that's, you know, I'm not just talking about dating relationships. That's what's in, with anything. But it's also like we got to think of it with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know when I'm experiencing something, what kind of person am I going to choose to be? Maybe we have like developed character and there's certain character traits or whatever that we act out of on a regular basis. But it's like, I think when it comes down to crisis, it's like there's a lot of times when we, we can act out of character Mm -hmm. and we get down to what's actually in the heart or the yeah. things that we allow the devil to tell us and to accept because crisis comes and then we lose our faith momentarily. Yeah. And we try to figure things out ourselves. But now is the time to allow God to figure things out and we just obey. Yeah, because God is our commander in chief. Yeah. And if if you are in a battalion and the CO commanding officer didn't listen to the commander in chief, Mm -hmm. the guy over everybody and just went off and did whatever he wanted. That whole group of people would get in trouble. Yeah. Same thing. If it was just you by yourself, like, okay guys, we need to go dig this latrine and you disappear and you're in the mess hall, like picking out on brownies. Like when your commanding officer finds you, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, well, I just want to, <laughs> never mind. Anyway. No, you said dig out latrine and that's like, 
the bathroom is okay yeah, i was yeah. like is that what he meant to yeah, say yes so that's what i meant to say <laughs> okay. like it's okay. not always the most glamorous thing yeah you know mm-hmm. it's it's you know dealing with things that like are going to be a struggle but mm-hmm. if anyone's ever lifted weight like when you struggle there is growth right when you struggle, there is the the possibility of like you gaining strength, mm-hmm. you becoming a better person. If you give in when there's resistance, you're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. When it starts getting heavier and you're having to put more more effort into it, awesome, keep doing it because that next rep, that might be you getting that ab that you've been trying to <laughs> trying to work out and everything. But if we just Oh, that's too much. I can't. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. That next rep's just too much for me. Then you're you're just giving up. You're like, I can't do it. It could. You could be one conversation away. Yeah. You could be the one watering the seed, and it's about to come out of the ground. Yeah. But you're like, it'll never happen. So you just dig it up. It made me think of <clears throat> it was Elijah Elisha, and there was like a king that had leprosy. And it was like, it takes the, I think it was the seventh dunk. It's like, you can't give up on six. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is absurd. Why am I having to do this? And it's like, because you're just having to trust. Yeah. And I think there's been, we talked about this the other day. There's really been a big thing going around right now where it's, um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it a lot of like new worship music that's coming out. But it's like, I might not be able to see, I might not be able to understand, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to just trust. And that seeing, going back to what we were talking about earlier, seeing with our spiritual eyes, if we actually know and believe who God says that he is, then we know who we are and we're kids that can trust our father. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just... Like, God will never hurt you. Yeah. Like, I've never known, and that's something Bill Johnson says all the time, you know, a good father isn't just going to break his kid's arm mm-hmm. and then take them to the hospital and be like, see, I'm a good dad. I got you fixed. You know, yeah. God is there to help us in every situation. Yeah. He's to lift us up. He's not. He didn't bring us into the situation like, okay, show me how much you trust me. Like, he's there 100% guiding us through all of it. And it's like, well, you know, God is sovereign and he allows things. And, but it's like, we live in a broken world Mm -hmm. and the devil is always trying to come against us. And it's like people have the free will to choose. Yep. The devil had a choice. He had a choice to stay in heaven with God because he was an angel and he chose something different. Yep. Because God's not going to force himself on us. And that's mm-hmm. what true love really is it's giving you a choice. Yep. And, but God, he has the victory over everything. So we 
may experience negative things in life, but he's always going to turn it around for good. But we have to have the faith to believe that he's going to do that. Otherwise, we may stay stuck in things mm-hmm. and think that that's how life is supposed to be because we're just accepting things that aren't supposed to be. Yeah. Lord, I just open our eyes to see what you are trying to bring us through, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help our faith grow from these trials and tribulations. But, Lord, we stand on the word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord, that we are not going to be defeated as long as we keep pressing forward, that we're not going to be a casualty in the war, Lord, that you are with us, that you are with us. And no matter what attack, what situation, Lord, that you are able to turn it around and take mourning and turning into joy, take ashes and turn it into beauty, Lord. Do all of those awesome things, Lord, because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So, God, people under the sound of my voice, if you you are experiencing trials and tribulations, if you've got a situation going on right now that you don't see a way out, Look to God right now. Give him everything. Come to him and say, Father, help me. Help me see the way out of this, Lord. Show me the light. Show me the light. He's going to do it. God, we just thank you that no matter what, you are able to do it. And God, I just pray that we continue to seek after your face, that we continue to to just go after you with full force, Lord, full throttle, that we don't hold back anything from you, Lord, that we give anything that is trying to keep us away, trying to keep us in a place where, oh, well, I don't want to give this up because this defines me. God, we Mm -hmm. give it all to you. And what you have for us is better than what we could ever ask or think. Yes. So, God, I just thank you right now that people... And myself, Lord, are laying things that we have ho- held on so tight. Hold, don't hold on so tight. Yes. Let it go. Lay it at his feet. Lay it at his feet. And pick up what he has given you. Life and life more abundantly. God, I just thank you, Lord. That there is freedom in your love. There is, oh, there is freedom. I've, I've, the chains are falling off. Thank you. Depression Jesus. is falling off. Anxiety, yes. anger, slander, harsh Thank words, you, rage, all of it, shame, guilt is gone right now in the name of Jesus. We bind that up in the name of Jesus right now. They are in shackles. They are in chains, and we cast them down in the name of Jesus to the pits of hell. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, and we are not accepting this any longer. So the people, ooh, I just feel it. Somebody has been living in shame of something. Somebody has been living in darkness. We do not accept it. Cast it down right now. Cast it down. Accept your freedom. Accept your freedom. I just feel it. There's somebody, you've been living in fear. You've been living in fear of judgment, 
and you've been ashamed of something that you've done, don't let that define you. If you've asked God for forgiveness, if you've asked God for to let that go, it's already done. Yes. Do not continue to let the devil define who you are. That person is dead. If you've given up God, if you've given that to God, God's already forgotten it. He's not holding it against you. So don't let yourself, don't let the devil, don't let friends or family define who you are. That person is dead. That person is dead. So let it go. Let it go. It's not you anymore. It is not you anymore. Shame and guilt cannot define who you are. So let it go. Let it go. God, I just give you praise that there is freedom. Oh, thank you, Lord. There is freedom. Mm, There is freedom. Oh, just feel that. Oh, it just, that just lightness. That's what, oh, thank you, Jesus. And if you have not given that up to God, if you have not given things over, if you have not made the Lord your Lord, just do that right now. Lord, I just accept you as my Lord and Savior. God, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart. Thank you, Jesus. Renew my spirit. I accept your love. I accept who I am in Christ. Renew my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Let me have the mind of Christ. Yes. And anything that has been attached to me, I command it right now in the name of Jesus to fall off. Any spirits, any generational curses, it is all nailed to the cross right now. Any sicknesses, all of it is nailed to the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We make you Lord again. Yes, Lord. We make you Lord over every part. There's nothing that we don't allow you to touch. God, we say you can touch everything. You can touch every part of our lives, the parts that are hard the parts that hurt. Yes, Lord. God, you want to heal hurt. You want to heal. So, God, we just say, here are our hearts. Yeah. Here are our lives. Mm-hmm. Here is everyone that we have contact with. And, God, we give it to you. We make you Lord again over every part. God, it's what you call us to do every day. So we are making ourselves a living sacrifice again today. Yes. We are laying it down again. Mm-hmm. We say that you are Lord again, again and again and again. Lord, let it be a daily thing for us to make you Lord, decidedly making you Lord. Because we know that you care. You don't want control. You want to help us. You want to be that saving grace. Because you're the only one that really is. So God, we just thank you that we can make you Lord. We thank you that you want to be. You want to be our good father and you want to be our help. Mm. You want to be our comfort. God, you care about our comfort so much that you literally put the comforter inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that revelation. Lord. Lord, we just thank you. You want us to have peace and rest and that we find that in you. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, we hope that you have enjoyed this morning. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely needed it. <laughs> um, as we go through this week, and this is something that I've been challenging myself 
read some part of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You need to fill yourself with who you're supposed to be. And reading how Jesus lived is going to open up so many things. Yeah. Because you're going to forget the word every day. Mm-hmm. Just like we have to renew our minds every day. We have to put something in there to fuel it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to put something in there. Thank you, Picola. Is that Asian? Is that supposed to be Pensacola Asian? Maybe. I'm not sure. Let us know how we're supposed to say that. I'm really glad that you enjoyed the show, and we are looking forward to seeing you guys next week. And stay tuned with yes. us during the rest of the week. I don't know if you missed um, my hands healed in the name of Jesus, but... Um, yes. Amy, you are correct. Okay, cool. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I was making it all like fancy. I was like a Z. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, but we will definitely let you know. And then look out Thursday for Zach's blog post. If you didn't read the one from this past week, it was really good. It's a teaching that um, from a long time ago that's kind of like come back uh repeatedly i think yeah um but it's a really really good one it's something that's i know close to his heart Mm. so uh go check that out thank you jennifer i love the little like emoji sticker things that you do they're always really cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but thanks you guys so much for joining us we really had an awesome time i think we went a little bit longer today but prayer is necessary oh yeah definitely um But like this, share this if you want to help us out financially to keep the lights on. This is really something that we want to be like our main Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And it takes money to do that. But we're just wanting to share the love of God, spread the gospel. And um, we always appreciate your support in any way. Um, So thanks, you guys, so much for joining and uh, anything else you want to say? Nope, that'll be it. All right. Thank you all so much. This has been Zach. And Amy. 